And welcome to yet another bonus episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. And Matt, of course, um, you know, obviously I'm a fumble fingers on my end, but Matt, you can find at Horizon Matt. <laughs> and you can find the podcast on Twitter, of course, at Horizon RT. Um, now, obviously, we've got a bunch of stuff that's going on next week, so... Um, Unfortunately, Matt, you will not be involved. I really want to obviously want to give you one more chance to jump on the podcast before you uh, before uh, you were you were gone for the for the month of March. Um, we'll be sad to see you go naturally. Um, but we have John Parker on on with us as well. So I just want to introduce John before we get into all any of this other stuff. Thanks, Bob. Good to be here. And uh, at JJ Parker zero eight four where you can find him and of course you know john basically you know he's 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 the power he's the power rankings guy <laughs> we've, we've been driving him nuts all season so um anyway so i think we all know i think you guys all know why why we're here <laughs> what we're doing here um we we finally got the official official word that detroit mercy is not going to be in the conference tournament so that that whole APR business, that APR business that we've been talking about forever and ever and ever has has finally reached its climax, and the Titans will not be coming in. So basically, every every that that pie in the sky scenario that I proposed last week when uh, last episode with Horizon Boy, um, you can basically just forget that because it's all crap. <laughs> So the reality of what's going to happen is the following, and the Horizon League actually has already immediately modified the tournament format so that it's going to be one through nine, and the three seed is going to get a single buy. And then after that single buy, they get the reseeding, so they automatically play the lowest seed remaining. So like, say... IUPUI goes off, the three seed automatically gets IUPUI the next game, and now IUPUI needs to have two huge games in a row, which uh, that's a huge advantage for the three seed. Absolutely. I think, this is true. I think with the way that this played out, the three seed is actually in some ways better than the one or two. You don't have quite the long layover. You get a home game. You get to keep your legs under you a bit while playing some lower seeds. I think the three seeds got a leg up. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Which, by the way, um, we're we're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, probably a little later on Wednesday night than you know we would probably want to um, for reasons that I won't get into because you know because I I, I, I I like the mass singer yeah, people. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, um, by the way, by the way, if you I hope you've all watched the mass singer. Um, Dion Warwick went home this week. <laughs> so what what is this masked singer you speak of? <laughs> Do you want to spend the whole time on this? But um, <laughs> no. um, so the bottom line is that, yeah, I'm anyway. So the Thursday, so so beyond that, the Thursday game, the the this weekend's game, these last two games are probably going to be the most important games of UIC's Green Bay's and Youngstown State's entire season. All of this is leading up to this. In fact, the Thursday game between Youngstown State and Green Bay, basically, um, that's definitely going to be the season for Green Bay because they definitely need to. Um, I think the scenario is if they win out and Milwaukee finishes above Oakland, 
then they get the one seed. Then they're going to get the three seed. Um, I know we've talked about it a million times, but now it's actually even more important. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to think. So uh, yeah, so so that game again. So that game with uh with with YSU and and Green Bay is going to be huge, huge. Youngstown State wins that game, then Youngstown State becomes huge fans of. All Michigan teams, including oh, yeah. Detroit Mercy, who is probably going to, who honestly against UIC is probably going to play with a huge chip on their shoulder. Seriously. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to figure out. And I think if it were in Detroit, I feel like they'd probably treat it a little bit more like their Super Bowl because it'd be senior day and all that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they, you know, really go go in guns blazing or just, I, you know yeah. what I think you're gonna I think you're coming I think Detroit Mercy on Thursday night against UIC is gonna play pissed off as they probably should I mean because yeah I mean I, I think they're they, they're gonna play pissed off I really do that's my it's, opinion. I actually disagree I think they're gonna roll over really I don't I know do. I mean it, it just seems to me that this is not a you know this is I don't know I, I'm not I'm not convinced I'm not convinced I think I definitely think you know just 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 judging from Antoine Davis's Twitter feed alone he's probably gonna be I know he's probably gonna be going off see, here's, here's how the way I see it is yeah I agree Antoine Davis is gonna play pissed off he he, he cares for the rest of the, for most of those players the coaches shit on them for the past couple weeks publicly and now they don't even have anything to play for they're i'm phoning it in probably i mean okay. I, I think so i think you might see it from some of them i mean just the I see in that scenario it, it could be one of those games where davis has to shoot the ball 25 times and those really haven't gone well we all this know is, that the record this is, this is very true um i don't know i mean i'm i'm kind of on i'm personally i think i'm kind of on the fence in this um, I, that's right. Let's, let's, but let's be honest. I mean, this whole thing with the APR ban, this is a long time coming. I mean, we're literally what? Not even a week away from the, the start of the conference tournament. And I said it last episode, if there wasn't going to be anything coming out, if there wasn't, if anything hadn't come out before this, I was of the opinion that, that they were going to still not be able to do anything. I'm glad to be proven right on that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, two weeks ago, the Horizon League waited and waited and waited. They finally released the conference schedule with all yeah. 10 teams, which made me think they knew, okay, we're this is locked in. Like That's why I'm surprised that this has all gone down. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, and does it... It, it also kind of seemed like, I know there was that, that uh, radio show where Mike Davis was treating yeah. it like they were in... And Link Garner was treating it like they were in in an interview with uh, Green Bay. That... Yeah, <laughs> but now they're not in, and you know, it's. I mean, the whole again, the and, and again, the whole situation has just kind of been just a mess from the beginning. I mean, this is. I mean, I mean, I'm not entirely surprised by by it at all. I mean, just given the entire situation. Because of, and we've talked about it so many times about how this, how this whole thing came to pass to begin with. As we're, you know, if we if we're thinking about it, because you know, as as I, as I understand it, you know, the APR, the the APR, the academic progress rate. I believe the the floor 
the minimum qualifications for any team in the any NCAA team in Division One is a nine thirty, and I think it was published that the that Detroit's was at a nine twenty. It's right, literally, just like right below the standard. I think, and I can't remember. Yeah, so. I mean, if you look at just kind of where that number is, it's not hard to figure out where they could have picked up a couple of those, where they could have picked up a couple of points. Not hard at all. Not hard. Not also not hard to figure out. Hey, this is what's. This is why this is happening. I mean, we have two reasons. Two reasons. Two guys who took a gap year. <laughs> I don't. Go ahead. Sorry, Bob. I'll finish that thought. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I know that it's so easy to pin it, put it on Jermaine Jackson and Jack Valentine for, for, the, for the gap year. And I agree that it was shitty. And if you ask me, I think Jermaine Jackson Sr. was probably behind it with, you know, the inside information that it would tip the scale. And you it was mean LaMelo's of... handler. Remember, yeah. He's, yeah he's, 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 down, he's down in Australia now chilling with LaMelo. Who's probably going to be the top pick? One of the, either the top pick, or he's he's absolutely going to be a lottery pick. But I don't know if he's going to be the number one, but he's definitely going to be a lottery pick. Lamelo well, is. And don't get me wrong, I do I do think that was intentional, and I do think that it was malicious and everything. But don't forget that there's a slew of other people. There's Aaron Foster Smith. There's mm-hmm. Matt Grant. There's Jaleel Hogan, and it kind of happened twice. Tariq That's... Jones. Those are all people that were academically ineligible that are part of this. And, and I, think I keep forgetting. And I that's all before. Um, I think there was two. Um, Gibson and Paris Bass might also be part of this. Like yeah. Detroit Mercy, which you know they they say they have higher academic standards. I don't know yeah. to what degree that's true, but whatever it is, they can't keep kids eligible in the first place. So this is bigger than these two kids. There's a problem at Det- Detroit Mercy, and that's what this comes down to. Whether it's their quote unquote higher academic standards, yeah. kids not caring, whatever it is. And I think that the school knew this was coming over a year ago because they hired away yeah. um, somebody from Oakland, Holly Kirstner, who has been at o- had been in Oakland for a while. They hired her just over a year ago in a similar role to try to get the academic side of it tied up. Sure. So it's easy to put it on those two, but I think it goes way. No, I'm sure. Than that. And you know, looking at and again, when you look at the AP, look at how they calculate the APR. They calculate the APR over the course of a four-year window. And when you look at that window from at, at the time that they were banned, which is what, 2019, you got to look back at like the last two years of Ray McCallum and then two years of Bakari Alexander, mm-hmm. those two, all four of those years. And it's probably not hard to tell that there's probably, you know, yeah, it's easy to, it's easy to blame Ballantyne and Jackson, but. You're absolutely right. There was, you know, there's a lot of guys who, who kind of who left, and it's enough a of them. And a le- but but a lot of but, and a, and a, and enough of them to you know tip the scales not in their favor. So, I mean, but and I, I guess the only I guess the only saving grace here is you know, I guess the question now becomes. Now that this has finally come to pass, now that we've gotten to a point where Detroit is officially, officially out, what happens to them next season? Because it sounds like this may not be even be over yet. Well, and that's another point that I definitely wanted to bring up is 
I think the word appeal that that's been being thrown around and everything, I think that that was a a misconstrued word. It's, and I it think it sounds like it really was. I mean, I, it, yeah, because because from what it sounds like, there wasn't there was not even like. It didn't sound like there was even a process to appeal after they handed down their the NTA handed down their ruling in May. So whatever was going on between May and now was I, we can't we can't consider whatever we were calling it. I think what it was, and I, I either, obviously, which is kind of annoying. I mean, somebody literally could have like corrected us at any point in time about this. Well, and what I think it was is I um. There's, there, it seems, and again, I, I am a noted dumb fan, and I, I'm the most misinformed fan ever, and I'm, I'm good with that. But um, I think what it comes down to is that they knew that this year there was pretty much nothing they could do. But I think the quote-unquote appeal that we've been hearing about has been trying to make sure that this wasn't a two-year ban. And it sounds like, based on the press release that they finally put out, that next year they'll be eligible again, where I believe this would have been a two-year ban in, in theory. So I think what it was is they were trying to make sure that this was not going to get extended on them. And yeah. I think that's been the quote-unquote appeal. I think, again, I'm wrong a lot, and I'm good with that. But I, that, that seems to be my understanding. Yeah. So I think then, you know, obvi- then I think then, then obviously we'll then, – then if you're Detroit Mercy, obviously you're working towards next year. And it, and it's funny you bring that up also too. Had this been a two year ban, it doesn't sound like it is. We may we may not know for sure, but it doesn't sound like. I think it's just going to affect this year and not next year. Hopefully, because the, if it was a two year ban, then that causes that. a lot of that would. I think that would have raised a lot more questions had it had they extended this APR ban to two years. I mean, it really well, would have. Oh, I'm trying to find it. The, the Detroit Mercy press release they put out said mm-hmm. that there was no there were going to be no further sanctions essentially i can't find there you go so so if that's the case which you know that's a good thing if that that's not true then it it makes this an even bigger science fair like mess and and someone needs to lose their job and that that comes down to vols i think i think the way this has been handled by detroit mercy is just pitiful and and all 15 fans of detroit mercy should just be ashamed of their school like truly like, I'm not well, even if you look at well, I mean, you've been on the message boards. There is a lot of discussion about this, and none very good. I'm, but there's still a few people defending it. I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. I, I, I wouldn't defend it if it was Oakland. I, I, I you can't defend this. Like, people, somebody needs to lose a job over this, and yeah. it should probably be your AD. If nothing else, they should have put out a press release months ago. They should have made sure their their own coach was informed and not saying. Yeah. Wrong information. Like this is just so poorly handled, and it's really well, a microcosm of, pro- this is, of program. This kind of goes back, to, and and again, this actually kind of goes back to something I said a few months ago for a completely separate situation when we were talking about the, when we were talking about the um, we were talking about the Rashad Williams case, where Cleveland State didn't say anything, and now, by the way, we know kind of know why. Now we kind of know why they weren't because they were under they I think they were using the uh, under the veil of pending litigation at that point in time. So I'm, I'm sure they probably threw that under there, but they did eventually say something. And this is the same thing with Detroit Mercy. They basically put out the they, they didn't get in front of it. And I think mm-hmm. that's their biggest issue that they didn't get in front of any of this. And so we're sitting over here kind of well, not necessarily us. I mean, by and large, who is this affecting uh, me? No, you probably not. Um, John, 
Um, no, most likely not. I mean, this is probably, you know, if anything, it probably benefits uh, whoever's in third place, be it Green Bay, UIC, or YSU. I'm sure they're they're dancing. I'm sure those their fans are dancing in the streets right now. <laughs> A couple of those schools don't really have fans, but go on. Anyway, <laughs> that notwithstanding, <laughs> um, I'm assuming you're referring to UIC. Sorry, UIC, John. Can't help you, man. <laughs> I mean, YSU doesn't. I mean, they've they've kind of come out of the woodwork a little bit recently. They're everywhere now. This is, actually, I'm I'm glad too. So that you know, I was like getting. Well, a they were listening to one of their games a few years back, and they just had the one guy yelling. You could hear everything he was saying because there was no one else doing anything. Was well, that pre Calhoun or post Calhoun? I'm not sure. It's been a few years. It was probably pre Calhoun because Jerry Slocum was just plain Iraq and doesn't really surprise yeah, me. Yeah, let's yep. not forget that. Let's not forget that you know, for at least a year uh, on this podcast, Jimmy actually, I believe he he dedicated like a minute or two every episode from like 2015 or 2016 to 20, throughout the entire 2016 season, 2015 2016 season, asking openly why YSU was in this league. <laughs> that was four years ago. Obviously, things have changed for the better for them considerably. Um, yeah. for everyone else <laughs> that's true so um so yeah i'm sure i'm sure that they you know i'm sure that their fans are just ju- uh, whoever in fact whoever again whoever wins wins out this weekend is probably just doing probably a little bum that they're not going to have it they're not going to be hosting a home game although if i'm uic i'm not too terribly worried about that it's kind of a zero-sum game for them but everybody else i mean but yeah, you're still getting the single buy. And I keep forgetting, I'm glad you brought this up. You guys brought this up is that the the three seed is gonna get play the lowest seed left. I completely forgot about that. So ever win so anybody anybody interested in pulling an upset is gonna be shocked and disappointed when they gotta play the three seed. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well that's true because um because there's probably a pos- you know, depending on how this weekend goes, they may not want to do that. I don't know. Could be wrong, but yeah, that's kind of where they're at. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, if I'm, I guess if you're Detroit Mercy, you're kind of working towards next year, and there's clearly a lot of stuff they got to sort out internally. And it sounds like this isn't the first time. Obviously. We've had, you know, I, I don't know how many conversations we've actually had about this related to kind of their. Uh, when it comes to Detroit Mercy, we don't get a lot out. We really don't get a lot of information out of them, kind of beyond what ends up happening. I mean, come on, think about it for a second. There, remember, remember, there was a story that was completely made up that Rick Patino was thinking about coming to, uh, considering, you know taking the coaching job at Detroit Mercy and it turned about out to be complete bunk. So, I mean, if that's the kind of information, I mean, that <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about that, man. I mean, Detroit Mercy has just proven though. They, they have no PR apparently. I mean, when your own coach is on record on the, on a radio show post game saying wrong information, like, And that's the other question that I have. It seems to me that there seems, yeah. And I, I mean, that's the other question that I have. It's like, first of all, obviously I'm trying to figure out, do we even have a clip of this somewhere? 
I mean, do we does is there any like is there any audio evidence of this? Because all I know about this is what we've heard from Don Owen from the Northern Kentucky Tribune. Which can I, can we speak on that real quick? So Don told you know came out today and said yeah. something, and basically Don had tweeted and it was December twentieth. Yes, he, tweet, he was the first one to say in a tweet that uh, that Detroit Mercy was going to be eligible. And then yes. on the twenty first, which was the SIU Edwardsville game that Detroit Mercy blew them out at home, that's the that's the day that um, Coach Davis um, went on and said that yeah they were going to be eligible in the post game. So. And today, when this came up in Twitter, Don said that he had heard it from an inner circle source at um, Detroit Mercy. And obviously, that same source is the one that's feeding Mike Davis. However, why is that information not coming from your AD, from compliance, somewhere, like, official? Exactly. That's that's what I've learned in the, you know, talking to some people recently is there there's an entire department in the athletics called compliance for this reason. Talk to them. Talk to your compliance people. If they can't tell you, they'll, they won't. But if they have the information, they're the ones that have this stuff. They know that they're not eligible. They have the official rulings on this stuff. That's who th- we should have been going to the whole time. And I don't know if Detroit. anyone reached out to Detroit Mercy's compliance. I, they're not as present. You know, Oakland's compliance officer is is present on Twitter. You know, she can only tell you what she's legally allowed to tell you. But if you, you know, like, did anyone go to Detroit Mercy and actually ask? Or were we just talking to our sources and... People just making shit up, and that that's no, where that you get in be, trouble. Uh, well, I'm guessing the latter happens to be true. Uh, I think the latter was true the whole time. I mean, in all honesty, um, I think I think somebody's trying to run a game. <laughs> I really do. Well, somebody's they ran trying, trying to run a game on somebody. I don't know who it is. <laughs> God, I mean, that's if if I had to venture a guess. I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but I guess we'll probably never know. Just like we'll never know literally anything else about this. <laughs> to me, it's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's all said and done. And that's it. You know, Detroit Mercy's out. You know, we'll see you next year. Finish up your games. Um, you know, if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're Green Bay or Youngstown State, you're crossing your fingers that Detroit Mercy comes out to, uh, uh, of that game against UIC playing, off, playing pissed off. And pull off an upset. Otherwise, both teams are going to be rooting for uh, Oakland like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> They're fun to watch be, right now. I know. So yeah, that. So yeah, if uh, if if UIC beats Detroit, and by the way, Detroit, and by the way, um, there's no there's no evidence that they could not. You know, they did lose to Detroit once already. So, I think they have a little better chance at Credit One Arena. Credit Union One Arena, um, but I think that yeah, I, I think that uh, it's going to come down to Saturday because essentially what will happen is, like I said, if if Green Bay wins out and you know, if Green Bay wins out, they gotta hope that what is it? I, John, it's, you remember the you remember the scenario? I cannot remember it. Yeah, so it's a really interesting scenario for UIC. Honestly, yeah. they need to basically win out beat a team that they're relying on for a tiebreaker and then turn around and root for one of their competitors for the three seed Youngstown, because if Milwaukee wins a game and Oakland loses a game, they finish tied. Milwaukee wins the tiebreaker and UIC can't win the tiebreaker. It's, it's a really interesting spot that UIC is in. They need like, they're actively rooting for one of their competitors for the three seed 
to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, if I understand it correctly, so if you if if Youngstown State beats Green Bay on Thursday night, and if UIC loses to either Detroit Mercy or Oakland, either one, it doesn't matter what happens in that last game with Youngstown State in Milwaukee, because Youngstown State will have their tiebreaker and they'll finish in they'll finish in third place. Yes. If if they beat Green Bay. Youngstown wants there to be a big jumbled mess or to just win it outright because with the other two schools both beating Northern Kentucky, Youngstown only wins tiebreakers if it's all head-to-head, which would be beating Green Bay and then like a three-team tie or just flat out they win their last two games and Green Bay and UIC don't. Yeah, basically, that's true. I'm sure sure your head is spinning at this point in time, John. (laughs) Well, tiebreakers I'm, I'm comfortable with. and I've got Probably more comfortable with it than you've been all the, the rest of the season. I've got another team locked down on the power rankings. Detroit's going to be 10th next week. Well, they got, well, I mean, by <laughs> virtue of the fact that they're ineligible, yeah, you got to have to put them there. I agree, um, John. I agree. I would much rather play a team that would have to forfeit if they took the court than a team that wouldn't. Very true. Very true indeed. So, anyway, um... All right, this is going to wrap it up. And by the way, I don't know if you, uh, I, I think we have one listener, by the way, live is um, we actually were, I think I'm not 100% on this one, but I think we finally got the live feed via Mixler actually working. Yeah. And of course it doesn't, and of course it's in, right at the end of the season. <laughs> That's fine. So, yeah. So, so, so if this actually did work, whoever happens to be listening at this point, for the love of God, let us know if you can hear us all. Because if you can hear us all, then we may be exploring doing this again next season. Because why not? But yeah, I wanted. To, but yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about this whole scenario with Detroit Mercy, and also by the again, since Matt, since you are in fact not going to be on the on the podcast for for the next month, I, I wanted to give, and, and you weren't able to come on with Horizon Boy. I wanted to give you one last chance to come on uh, to you know to talk with talk Wait, today. Can I, can I break some news real quick? By all means. Uh, per Tony Paul, Oakland's freshman forward Jackie Harris is out for the season with a broken ankle, scheduled to have surgery Friday. Man, not when it rains, it pours, dude. I mean, not a not a huge component, but still, he's played some minutes recently. So that's you know, I, I'm I didn't really, I mean, he, I think he played in the last game, so I'm, I don't know when that happened. But yeah, done for the season, Jackie Harris. Yeah, bummer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, they they just yeah, they just can't win for losing over there, man. Hey, we're doing <laughs> okay. A rough week for Detroit, me, but man, so I don't know what to, that's that's terrible. <laughs> there you so. go. Anyway, um, so that's going to do, so that's going to do it. So to, to our one listener, um, we appreciate you listening. And again, you know, let us know if we actually did, you know, you could hear all of us. I'm assuming since you were listening the whole time, you heard us all, which is awesome because if that's the case, then, um, we're going to try to do this next year, next, uh, we're, probably during the conference season, I would think. Um, and probably not with, you know, I'll probably find two people want to do this live. Cause I don't think I can do this. I, I'll, just lose my mind doing this. You have too much mass singer to watch, don't lie. <laughs> That's that is true too. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. I do. Although I will point out that Mass Singer usually doesn't start until after the Super Bowl, so I don't know. <laughs> All, All right. right. So uh, um 
so yeah, so next week, yeah, next week is just jam packed. We got Jimmy, we got Jimmy Lemke coming back. On uh, uh, we got Jimmy Lemke coming back, and me and him are going to talk postseason. Sorry, John, our postseason picks and your postseason picks. I know you're going to be posting them next week. Maybe different. We'll find out. Yeah, um, but um, but yeah, so Jimmy and I are going to break that that down, and then we're going to have back to back episodes. The second episode is going to be with Justin Kinner. So I'm personally looking forward to that myself. So um, just because. <laughs> and I'll talk to everybody in a month. You will talk to everybody in the month. And you're going to be, yes, um, Matt is going out on tour, I believe. That's right. I'm, my, my real life, I'm a professional percussionist slash drummer, believe it or not. And uh, I got to go out on a tour for a month, help, hanging out with the uh, Celtic Angels National Tour. So. And, and in the month of March, and with a name like Celtic Angels in the month of March, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm sure they're plenty busy. All they, they, yes. So if you know you happen to see the Celtic Angels are near you, let me know. We'll hang out. Grab a drink. There you go. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Um, we're back on a regular schedule next week. Well, not regular schedule. We've got back-to-back episodes. But anyway, you, you can listen all. And, and, of course, you know, and John, again, thank you. Thank you for joining us as well. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, and as always, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable at horizonroundtable.com. You can find it wherever you find podcasts and on your Amazon or Google devices. Thank God I didn't say Apple this time. So, so that's going to do it. And thank you guys for listening. And some of you, thank you for listening live. <laughs>